I'm not the best at reflecting or being self-congratulatory. I understand that. <laughs> but, but I will say, especially like well specifically how's it all gonna end every time i've i have let myself listen to that song <laughs> there is like a level of detachment that's present and i kind of feel like oh my god I, how did i write this like i don't i don't even know how this came out of me so that's that is kind of cool mm -hmm. to make a piece of work that is clearly yours but also feels foreign and alien and mysterious in a good way on today's episode, we're joined with two people who are no stranger to this show. First up, our good friend Katie Gata, who now goes by the name of Sleepy Jean. And joining her today is the man, Dan Siri, her partner and producer and guitar player of the Shit Bats and lifelong friend of mine. Sleepy Jean just released a new album titled Idle Hands and it is absolutely fantastic. You should give it a listen because it's available everywhere right now. And on this episode, we talked to her about rebranding her whole image and approach as an artist and all sorts of things from writing, the comedy, the live shows. This is just an awesome conversation. And if you're any kind of content creator, I think you can get something out of this one. And before we get into this wonderful chat with Katie and Dan, we're going to play a little song. A while back, we helped her shoot a music video and around that she did a bunch of live performances of some stripped down songs from her new album, Idle Hands. And this one is just awesome. And keep in mind, she did this in one take. And yeah, we're gonna get into this conversation in a sec, but first here's Sleepy Jean with Downer. So are you to the kind of at the rest and beans live outside the lines I like to try to assign meaning slipped out of my body went to the edges of my being didn't try to trim the eggs or to tidy up the leaves there I wondered if you saw me now I'm at the outer limit how much longer can I hold out still I'm a rock and finish day what did it wait I guess I never really understood it I never gave a second glance The only question in my heart Was how to hold happiness in my hands Not to spread myself so much thinner The thoughts of spiral with no answer To want attention as a quitter I became a great romancer I wondered if you saw me now I'm at the outer limit I'm a song again now where I can finish to really want to let you down and I don't want to be a downer maybe it's better to drown than to stay afloat and flounder what it I'm not wearing any pants. Just kidding. But Dude, I was, we were setting up and I was wearing like gym shorts and then yeah. 
I we backed it off and I'm like, fuck, I gotta put on pants. Yeah, yeah. I always do just like out of respect, but really they people would never know. I don't know why I just don't be more comfortable. Yeah, if I can just be in gym shorts, I just want to be in gym shorts. I don't want to wear it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that all guy facts. that was like a commentator on CNN got caught masturbating on camera. No <laughs> way. My man. On a Zoom, in a Zoom meeting, right? No, on the air. <laughs> so I, I think i heard about somebody on a zoom meeting doing it but i didn't know on yeah the that, i'd heard about that too but that was oh man there's always something wild with cnn like every couple of years like somebody either like losing their shit and they don't realize they're on the air or like now that i hear that's that's pretty awesome that sh- that station must be like so lit to work for like their company parties must be like out of control with yeah, all yeah, they work like a pressure cooker right yeah, yeah. They would just, they, they'd probably go crazy and let loose and <laughs> yeah, lots of trouble, lots of trouble. So. But um, yeah, I guess I'll just jump into this. Like, I, I just want to like casually hang with you for hours today, but I guess we should make a little recording today. But uh, yeah, with Sleepy Gene and the man, Dan, you've seen his face many times before, and he's also created my old intro song, and just been an amazing support and a friend of life, but uh, yeah, even, Katie, you've been on this show before, too, under another name. Under my own name. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think it's cool, like, over the quarantine, you guys kind of made your new album, you did a whole rebranding, it's completely awesome, like, just style wise like vintage feel you got the videos you got the whole vision uh tell me a little bit about like why you wanted to switch to uh sleepy jean um when we first locked down i started writing songs that sounded and felt different than what i'd been writing prior and i kind of felt like i had stumbled onto something that didn't necessarily uh go along with the music i had previously released or like anything i'd previously done and i wanted to create some separation and make something brand new and kind of come up with a character that people could get lost in. Yeah. Well, sleepy, sleepy gene came to be, I dig it. I relate it. I'm always tired. So yeah, it's good (laughs) branding, but uh, yeah, that's like, it's clearly a monkey's (laughs) reference, but I always, my middle name's genie. So that's where the gene came from. Ah. um, (laughs) In Welland, I'm like, low-key an urban legend i once fell asleep behind the wheel with my apex instructor beside me (gasps) and he like it was like a story that my sisters heard about the girl who fell asleep driving (laughs) was it one of those like uh training cars where he had a wheel on the other side or no 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 like down a road and i was nodding off and he had to call my parents and ask if i was narcoleptic (laughs) oh my god that's so terrifying (laughs) But in the end, you got your license. So somehow. I mean, I remember he let me graduate the program and then called my parents and said, if by some miracle she gets her license, don't let her drive. Wow. <laughs> I've approved. That was like 15 years ago. It's fine. That's wild. Oh, man. Like, I can't even imagine. Like, how was it like waking up in the car? Were you, did you like freak out or? Was, it wasn't like a full asleep. I was just like kind of nodding and like my eyes would close and he'd be like Kate Katie and then pulled me off to the side and he started driving yeah 
so so now you're like the legend of driving school like this this guy this teacher like tells everybody like this yeah, story like i remember my sisters <laughs> when their friends went to apex they're like some girl fell asleep behind the wheel and they're like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> so i am i do, i am a very talented sleeper i can kind of fall asleep wherever whatever no matter what i'm doing yeah, I didn't know the the name went that deep. Like I knew the monkeys reference and everything, and yeah, I thought it was just a cute name. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy <laughs> and awesome. Yeah, it's got good stories behind it. I've got yeah. other good sleeping stories. I once got kicked out of a bar for falling asleep. I wasn't drunk. I was the driver. I was just tired, and I fell asleep <laughs> on one of the couches. <laughs> yeah, did they think you were just hammered? There's oh, like yeah. you got to get out of here. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's awesome and uh and like when you renamed yours uh not renamed like kind of did the sleepy gene brand uh did it feel good to just kind of like have a reset like kind of a fresh start on your music and be able to like maybe take risks you didn't do before or just uh do like a oh yeah for sure yeah yeah it, it made me a lot braver um in a lot of ways to kind of write lyrics that I don't know that I would have been able to write before to dress in a way that I hadn't dressed in public before to really like dig into all these things that had just been fantasies. And I'd always found a reason to say no to. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. And uh, yeah, with your videos too, like they have like a big presence They're They're pretty trippy. I like the, the animation one you did and uh, oh, the one, man. the one I helped you film as well, where it's just got yeah. like kind of a vintage, creepy Truman show vibe. And <laughs> that was so fun to make. Oh yeah. That was, that was a, like one of the best weekends I've had on lockdown, you know? Like... Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh man. I forgot that. Cause that was... it was, it was just sort of yeah. when we could start to see people on the last one. Right. Cause it was September of last year, September, 2020. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. And you, right. Yeah. That, you would have been like one of the first people we would have seen. Yeah. Same too. And I, I remember just feeling so refreshed, just being around people and just kind of doing a project and just having a great time and listening to good music. And yeah, it was, it was great to hear uh, uh, pieces of your new album as well. Idle hands before it came out. Checking out this podcast, you should totally check out Ruth Wallace. She's got a song about making her man sleep in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah yeah they, like even uh at the place we were shooting like you we ended up finding that vintage uh record of ruth wallace who i've never heard of before but now she's on my spotify and like what what year do you think that's from was it like the 50s or something but late 40s or late late 40s like to explain to people like this ruth wallace lady she was like the cardi b of the fucking 40s like just kind of hoeing it up a bit (laughs) and everything (laughs) okay so so back to this album as well um sorry if there's a hard cut there (laughs) just little technical (laughs) things going on but fucking uh yeah you you guys like basically uh did this over quarantine as well like almost together like danny you were like kind of like in a producer role of everything yeah i guess we like co-produced it Mm -hmm. um it was sort of uh i don't know she started writing songs really fast and uh she said, let's do like, I don't know. I can't, was Originally, it was just going to be a quarantine record. Yeah. Just I like had it. like enough um, material kind of put together to start working on like a full length record. And once I had a bit of time to do that, I got really nervous. So I just think I started writing songs as a way to work through that. And then all of a sudden there was like this kind of different sounding um, collection of works 
to pull from. Yeah. So at first it was going to be, oh, let's do like four songs. And then it became seven songs. And then I didn't like some of the songs. So I wrote more. <laughs> and yeah. It just kind of kept, I just kind of kept piling things on Dan's plate. And he very <laughs> kindly kept helping me with them. So. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden there were drum, like we got drum tracks sent in because. So the drummer, yeah, Marshall, we had met him at a show uh, just before the lockdown, actually, and he had offered. And so we got, we started writing these songs and we were talking about, should we get drums for it? And we asked Marshall and he said, yeah. And then this was really easy to work with. He's a great drummer, really listens and uh, just like came up with great parts. And like, even like the, the slide guitar part that's in smaller that I play, I just recorded it to like her acoustic guitar and like a click track, nothing else. And then he drummed over top of it. And then that's still the slide part that's in the record. Like there, it never got rewritten, which is like a testament to how good he is as a drummer and that he listens and he just, it fit around everything. Um, but yeah, so it was a really nice surprise. And we got to use like horn players from out of town. Just Yeah, I just kept so coming up with more things I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> And then like, Dan, you got to mix it. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> oh fuck! I need, like a metalish kind of record, so I can mix that kind of stuff. But I was like, she's like, how do you? Um, I don't even listen to this kind of music. What do I do? So it was a lot of me doing a million tutorials online and trying to figure out how do you make something sound old and analog and vintage, and all that stuff. Oh, that's that's pretty cool though, and I'm sure, yeah, yeah right with your little that. flavor too, it kind of like makes it unique. And yeah, one thing I didn't expect when uh, listening to the album, like you mentioned, all those layers of horns and drums and stuff like that, because I've only heard the stripped down versions from you, like just the acoustic in your voice, and already, like in my brain, I'm like, oh, these are hits, you know. And then to hear like those are like just solid like pieces of like of music and then like to have like all those other layers too it was just something awesome and surprising uh for me to hear who since i've listened to the earlier tracks and i think you guys did a wonderful job you know thank you you. yeah it's it's definitely a big step forward Mm -hmm. which was which was kind of cool yeah yeah so I, the things are slowly opening up like uh i don't know where people are listening from i know i get a lot of american listeners too and everything's open there but here like toronto southern ontario area we're still like under like heavy restrictions for shows and things Aging like that forward yeah yeah, yeah. it's getting there yeah slowly still, slowly slowly yeah so uh, are you thinking of like um doing like some live like performances for sleepy gene anytime soon or just kind of yeah so we uh we're very lucky we're getting taken out on the road by our friends in my son the hurricane which is a 13 piece new orleans style brass band that also has like an mc who sounds like he's from rage against the machine sick it's like a really weird mishmash of Mm -hmm. things but it works super fun um so we're doing a couple sold out shows with them in august um august 19th and 20th and 21st and then it's not announced yet but hopefully by the time this podcast comes out it will be uh we're gonna be doing a hometown show as like a record release on october 22nd in st Catharines. awesome yeah i'll definitely come down for that that's awesome yeah and even um i've heard the name my son the hurricane like i've never listened to him but lots of people been talking about them like that's something i gotta check out for sure they kind of can't beat their live show yeah that's what they that's where they their bread and butter is and like they're just it's a spectacle they're it's crazy like they're really 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 good and it's fun and like 
the part that I find really cool and interesting about them is the band leader, Dano, like he does everything himself. Like he manages that band, he books that band. Like it is all done in-house. There's not really like an industry team put together. They are the definition of DIY on a huge scale. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything about that band should not work. And yet it does. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's, that's like, I guess what's special about it too. And and I love hearing things like that, too, as where, like, the artists have control. Like, uh, mm-hmm. one thing that's been kind of a topic on episodes and just people I talk to in the music industry, it's um, sometimes uh, you have to give up a little bit of your creative freedom if you get signed to a major label and kind of, like, cater and stuff like that. But it's always something special when there's, like, a grassroots movement and that's what makes it pop off, you know, and like not some person in a suit being looking at analytics or whatever, just kind of doing uh, what's from the heart as well. Yeah. Yeah, And if you can build up the ground soil yourself, then you actually have leverage when you talk to those labels and then you can actually get, you can get in a better deal for yourself. But yeah, yeah, it's cool. I know. I love it when bands can just do it on their own as much as they can. And I think more so now than ever, the idea, like what is success has changed maybe like if you want huge streaming numbers yeah you have to sign to a major label because streaming is basically the new radio and you need people on the inside to pitch for you and help kick open some doors Mm -hmm. but i think on the flip side of that it's also completely doable to be a self-managed musician and make a living off playing Mm -hmm. on your own without having the industry buy into what you're doing necessarily yeah 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 and there's there's pros and cons like it's a it's a lot of work to do it by yourself and lots of like yeah. trial and error but it's exhausting to do it by yourself yeah 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 we can really, attest really to really that yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah even like like to the point like you're directing your own music videos and like it's cool uh how it's like sleepy gene it's beyond just the music too like you're you're making like your own like universe in a way and it's it's interesting yeah. to see unfold and you got the the eye and the imagination for it as well. <laughs> it it kind of, I didn't realize it until we started making videos and putting stuff together. But like I, I, w- I was a drama kid in high school, which is embarrassing now, but it was what it was at the time. And I remember like I wrote a play and then scored the play and directed the play and like made all the costumes for the play. So like, I've always liked the idea of like creating, having your finger in every piece of the creative process. Now the goal is trying to find people who are better at it. That will, I can convince or con into working with me. Yeah. So that it keeps elevating the actual end product. Yeah. I relate to that uh style of personality too it's like uh sometimes i'd have a vision and then it's just i want everything to be a certain way so i'll like just learn everything and like um yeah yeah, hence uh like the first time i i uh met cat clyde out of a shit bad show i had her do like a little acoustic performance on this comedy night i was doing it was like half comedy half uh, music but i was also like had videographers there like directing and like and i was the host of the show and like i remember just feeling like like just so much dread that morning like doing the show but i ended up like doing it but it's just like yeah i need to uh meet people to I don't know, just help yeah. in a way, but it's nice to be able to delegate a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's the cool part of having a creative community. Even so we mixed and had idle hands mastered. And then like, we kind of listened to it more and it's like, ah, it's not quite there, but we, we had a 
like a dear friend, uh, Russ Donahue from Stonehouse, who kind of helped us clean up and finish up some of the mixes. And our mastering engineer, Christian, is just incredible and so patient. And <laughs> <laughs> mastered it twice. Yeah, mastered yeah. it twice, gave us excellent notes. Like just yeah, yeah, super collaborative. It is really cool to like start to see a community form around all the different pieces that go into a project, especially the ones you don't necessarily see. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you use the word community and uh, you want to hear something very small world. I know Christian through somebody you guys haven't even met before. And this person actually did the logo of my show. She's a graphic designer. And uh, for a few years back, like uh, I kept going to like her birthday and Christian would be there. And we always have like these really like awesome deep talks. But then the next year around, we forget each other's names and we're, we're like, we, but we remember like the, the interaction we would have. So we're, we'd see each other and we're just like, oh, hey man, what's up? Maybe a high five and a hug. And it's just like, oh man, what's your name again? <laughs> this happened like three times, but then like finally getting him on like social media, it's like, oh, it's Christian. But that's, I remember when uh, you first like released one of the, the singles, uh, or actually it was for how's it going to end and you tagged me dan and then i saw christian's name and i was like oh cool like <laughs> small world of things connected and like yeah yeah city. and it's like we're not even like living in the same city it's pretty cool but uh yeah you use the word community and i think like sometimes just people with like similar vibes like one way or another like just being out doing your thing you'll start gravitating together or you know like the start same people and everything like that but yeah no it's it's kind of one of the like the most fun things about being a musician i think like you can you can make it super businessy and talk about networking and growing growing your network of people but at the end of the day you just want to find other people who are passionate about making cool shit and then you go and you make cool shit together yeah, facts. See, that was fun. What what are we doing next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I feel like uh, when you we have that attitude towards a, a project too, I don't know, there's just like some sort of warm energy that gets put into it and just it feels authentic and everything instead of like going back to like what I was talking about, like analytics and calculated and this is hot right now. <laughs> and like I, w- I just was working at a, a job where they were really like that with, with videos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And after a while you see like people like dropping like subscribers and stuff. It's like, you you realize like, like people feel like if there's a soul into what you're doing or not. And it's just, I don't know. It's something that's interested me. Like just um, watching like kind of like online analytics or hearing things. Oh, you should be doing this. And then I try something and it just doesn't work. And then just doing the most natural I don't know, thing to my intuition is usually the thing that pops off, you know, just kind of, yeah. I don't know. It's like kind of finding your, your, your space and your groove and just being authentic to yourself. Oh, for sure. That's always what seems to resonate if you're being genuine. Um, Yeah. Because like the thing is with all the trend following and stuff is that by the time it's a trend, it's already, you're already too late. So like, if you're trying to hop on something that exists, what's the point? And then like what you're trying, go do the thing that made the other person that is not you work. So like, how is that going to work for you? Like, there's no guarantee that that's going to work. Right. So you you just try to be yourself as much as possible, whatever the hell that means. Yeah. And I mean, I think dig into who you are, what makes you happy. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I did have something good to say, and it flew out of my mind. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> if you like it, then there's probably other a couple of million people that That's will like the I same thing as too. you. Like you're not. We live in a culture, so we all are have oh, similarities, especially in tastes and whatever. Right? There's only so much stuff. And just trying to make whatever you want to make so undeniably good that mm. even if somebody wouldn't be into it, you're going to draw them in anyways. Yeah. I, I love that spirit too. Yeah. <laughs> Don't suck. And, suck. And, and sometimes you got to suck and fail to get good. And yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. I, but then eventually don't suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, sucking's kind of, yeah. there, there is something I've talked to Dan about this for a long time. So when I quit my, I had like a design job that I quit when I was 25 and I started playing full time and I realized pretty quickly that even though I had like kept up with like playing gigs and stuff through university and college and whatever, um, there was a whole portion of like my, my voice that I hadn't been using. And I've been working on like waking it up and learning how to control it. And I've sucked at a lot of gigs as I try and practice, like using it and getting used to singing in a way that I had decided was too difficult and just not worth my time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so, it, but su- there there's something fun about sucking but knowing that like you have to suck for a while in order to get good and- yeah yeah especially if you're like trying different things and like also analyzing yourself it's almost like in a way like say you do a gig and you bomb it but if you learn like oh i should never do that that way again it's not actually a failure you're kind of like failing forward in a way it's like oh, next sure. time you're gonna just kick out <laughs> we, we had one show where we bombed it was i terrible. was laughing in my head at the time going we're fucking bombing right now. Like, this is bad none of my jokes hit it was crickets the oh, entire rough. time it was rough i won't like it was i love show. it we played as sleepy jean so yeah. i think there was like this implicit pressure Mm-hmm. and we were opening for our friends uh the mandevilles and it's kind of like a rock and roll she sounds a bit like melissa etheridge and janice joplin put together and i decided i was going to play all my new jazz inspired songs and like the audience just didn't care Make they nice weren't having slow. it nice and slow too yeah. <laughs> we just played the first, played the first I thing remember I was like, like, uh-oh <laughs> yeah oh no <laughs> how long is this set again okay but you know yeah. like now now, as we get ready to open up for like another like kind of party band, we have some good knowledge going into yeah. how we're building those sets so we yeah. don't get murdered again. Yeah. 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 We'll get back to you on if we get murdered. We'll see. I still think yeah. I don't know. You can try as much as you can. You got a 14 piece brass band, they're gonna kick your ass. I don't care who you are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you try your best. Yeah. But I think I think you you got some some good like upbeat songs like uh Downer, for example. That's a banger. You can get people going, smash your guitar at the end. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. no way. Like downer's it. the big toe tapper i've been playing that at my cover gigs and i don't i don't say that it's my song i just kind of play it and every time people are like oh and they kind of start like they start doing like the mom dance a little bit i see a lot of shoulders go oh that's amazing <laughs> that's that's a good like uh what do they call it where they they test uh like group oh. testing type thing yeah <laughs> <That's> no, cover- <laughs> They usually do it for like advertising and stuff. Yeah. And focus, like put you in focus, yeah, focus group. Focus that's the word. That's the word. I, I love how you like if you get hired for a cover gig too, you just sprinkle in your own song too. It's like, yeah, fuck you. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that is that is the fun uh, of doing yeah. it that way. 
And then you, you get, if you don't say it's yours, you get honest reaction. And like, you can just see if, if you lose people, if people become more engaged, like you can just kind of feel it out. And then that helps improve your songwriting or be like, okay, this song needs to be tweaked here, tweaked there, or that's a dud. Leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you find out where the fat is really quick. Yeah. That's an awesome practice. Yeah, that's that's so cool. And that's one of those things that you can only know by stepping up in front of people and trying it out. You know, it's yeah. like yeah. it was uh I know so many people where uh even like uh, comics I've met too, it's where they're just too much in their own head and in, in their own room, like trying to craft something perfectly. And you really don't know until you just step out on that stage and just say it. It's like uh, performing anything. It's a, uh, it's a thing you can only make with an audience. Yeah. yeah. Especially comedy, even yeah. worse. like music. You can work a song out and mostly know, you don't know if people will like it, but you can know that it's good. But like comedy is like totally just dependent on the audience and if it works. And your like unique timing that day, like where you put your pauses, where they emphasis on like what what word in the joke in the final line that's supposed to get them. Like all of that. comedy is so cool. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I love it so much. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The one about the stand-ups like for the Just for Laughs special. Yeah. It's an Amazon Prime show. It was like about inside jokes, I think it was called. Mm. We watched that. It's like about young comics coming up and trying to get into the Just for Laughs festival and following them and stuff. Oh, that's really cool. I gotta yeah, check cool. that out. Yeah. Mm. I find like uh me and you, Dan, we dabbled in it and uh I did it once. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanna do it again. I did it once before the pandemic. I wanna do it again, but uh I'm trying to get back the gig, the gig legs for music first, and then I'll, then I'll worry. Once that's all settled, then maybe I'll do a comedy set. But yeah, for sure, for sure. Best. Yeah, even like uh, I feel like I don't want to be like a full time comic, but then I get like a little like itch, like just remembering like things or seeing a friend do it. It's like, oh yeah, this is exciting and like yeah. <laughs> everything like that. How would you compare like because uh, you're you've obviously almost like all I've known you, like you've been doing like live music as well. How would you compare doing stand up to doing like a live music set? So okay, I only did it once, but it's yeah. the stand up for me was so much more visceral than music because probably because I've been playing music for a million years. So I can kind of back off a little bit and just sort of be in it. But like stand up, you have to be so present and right there because I was sort of like telling a story, but it was the, the I was doing the stand up thing and they said, okay, you need like seven minutes. So I had the seven minute story about a, like a tour I went on. It was craziness. I had worked it all out. Katie helped me. I like told it in front of her, had it all worked out. And then we got there and it was like packed. They're like, okay, it's going to be like a five minute thing. I'm like, fuck. Okay. And then it was like, okay, it's going to be your best tight three. I'm like, motherfucker. I don't have a tight three. I don't have anything. I have yeah. Story. Yeah. So like, it's like seven story. minutes long. Yeah, yeah. And like, I have no, so I can't even get into half of the shit that uh. makes it funny later. So I just had to like be going off of people. And because I played a million gigs as a musician, I have like, I can read a crowd immediately and quickly go where I had to. And so I had to use like a lot of those skills to prevent myself from bombing. Cause I don't have any, like I don't have a material. So I'd like to have a tight five that I could just go up and do an open mic with sometime. And that way it wouldn't happen again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tight five. Like yeah. Person. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting too. Like all being you a, need that tight five. Tight yeah. Five, That's all you need clean though. But yo, like honestly, like the, I've seen like some comedians in Toronto, like, 
and I've seen them like eight years ago do this, do their tight five. And then it's like eight years later, I see the same like set. It's like, and it's, it's interesting because it works, but it's like, are you even evolving? You can kind of like tell, like there's like a reason why they haven't like kind of moved up from an open mic level. But yeah, I guess if that's just your thing to kind of go out and have a good time, I'm, I wouldn't knock it, you know, and, and especially if you're new people see you, um, they're laughing. I guess that's cool. But then there's another side of me. It's just like, yo, take a risk, you pussy, like evolve yourself. Like, Especially like, in comedy, because it's kind of expected, right? Like yeah, that's yeah. sort of the culture music you can play your old songs and it's so cool yeah i want to hear those hits but like comedy you're expected to be constantly writing new shit and constantly being trying to be relevant at least as far as the way it's evolved from what yeah. i've watched anyway yeah definitely so, yeah it would be a uh, you don't i understand because he's probably said it so many times that he's super tight and he's like you know he knows where the beats are and i can understand that but yeah where he's saying bob newhart's Oh yeah, he's doing Bob Newhart's routine at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but I'll have to check it out. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's also about comedy. It's like based kind of loosely on Joan Rivers. Oh, cool! It's about this woman who's like her life falls apart, and she kind of like falls ass backwards into being a comedian, but she's incredible. And like, yeah. you want to talk about creating a world? Oh my god, the costumes in that show and the dresses. Yeah, you're I'm, just trying I'm to upset. steal ideas the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to wear that and I'm going to wear that. <laughs> That's awesome. So you are putting a, a little extra thought into your live show as well. Are you thinking of doing like a little like theatrical things here and there or kind of keep it more like music style or, or is um, this going to be a surprise? Definitely still like based around all the music. I think live, um, well, I'm definitely going to dress more outlandishly, which will be fun for me. And, you know, yeah. I think that sort of thing, it sets up what we're doing. And it, I find a lot of, um, especially like in the folky world, there's a, like a, a lot of similarities between a lot of artists, especially in the way that they, they aesthetically present themselves. And I, I don't know, I, I just want to have fun with it. I'd, yeah. I'd rather not be cool girl in her plaid shirt and, you know, do something a little bit beyond that yeah that's dope oh i forgot to mention too i was uh just scrolling my timeline last week and i saw you in the niagara falls review for uh, a show you're doing with your friend uh oh, what's yeah. her name Gen genevieve yeah. genevieve that's it that's it yeah yeah even like um i thought it was a post from you and it was like official niagara review or falls review i was like oh sick <laughs> Katie's yeah, out there um, killing it, but yeah. Jen wrote this uh, this play called Jimmy, Bill, and Me, and it's about her coming to terms with her father who's experienced homelessness and some mental health issues and some crazy addiction issues, and uh, her like kind of trying to figure out how to forgive him for taking off when she was 15. And mm. uh, I I play a ghost, essentially. I'm supposed to be the the physical manifestation of her father's potential and i sit with my back to the audience on the stage and i kind of like score the play so it's a one-woman show she plays herself and her dad and she like morphs between the two characters and then like i kind of came up with like these little musical themes that represent the different characters and just play music underneath 
That's so cool. And kind of you telling me about like how you had like uh, you were like a drama kid and everything. It kind of like it's like almost everything you've practiced in your life coming together from the music and the theatrical side and stuff just coming into this one show. And that's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it, it is pretty cool. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. So if if anybody wants to come down to Niagara Falls and see it, it's running August 27th and 28th at Camp Cataract. And there's tickets online. Ah, awesome, awesome. And uh shout shout outs to, to Jen as well. I remember like when um I met her during your music video shoot, she was kind of loosely telling me about the show. And now it's it's awesome. It's kind of a getting a buzz like to the point yeah. where it just kind of popped up on my feed through like that's the news, you know, that happened. Yeah. that's, that's awesome. Yeah. She's good. Be thrilled. She's, yeah. She will be so thrilled to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's killer. That's killer. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, do you, would you uh, want to do more stuff like that? Like score, like uh, maybe like films or plays or anything? Oh or? yeah. I, it would be killer to to write a film score i think that would be super cool Mm -hmm. i mean that would be a huge learning curve (laughs) (laughs) to put together all the pieces for that but the fun thing about creative projects is you kind of like climb a mountain and then you see the next one you're like okay let's get back to the bottom and try and find our way back up Mm -hmm. yeah for now for now, I'm going to keep working on trying to fe- try and feel out and work my th- way through how to make a really good record. And then once I accomplish that, then I'll go and try and talk my way into film scoring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you're always like a forward thinker? Like when you're done something, it's like you're on to the next thing and not really like reflecting back at what you've done? Or... <laughs> Dan? Yeah. Oh, God. yeah, she's like 14 14- million steps ahead of every process ever so she's like constantly looking like what about this well let's like the other night you called me we were talking on the phone and she (laughs) called me back and then i was like she's like oh by the way we need to make a jazz record i'm like (laughs) and then she's like not now but like in a while yeah i'm like okay all right i'll think about it yeah just putting it out there talk to me in two years and then maybe yeah yeah i think i said not because we're we're halfway through finishing like the follow up to Idle Hands, um, so not that record. And then I already have the record after that kind of sketched out of my head. So not that record, but after that one, then we do the jazz record. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, all right, whatever, that's cool. Yeah, I I kind of got the years to learn how to play jazz guitar, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh I'm similar minded with my own projects too, and I kind of got that vibe from you, Katie, as well. I don't know why, but but. Uh, <laughs> The other week, something really put me in check. Uh, a, a guy moved into my building and we were just kind of talking and I was talking about like the thing. We were just having a beer on the porch out here. And uh, and uh, I was just kind of talking about like videographies, like in the film industry and stuff like that. And uh, he saw me with like metal shirts and um, I'm like, I, actually, people kind of know me from like the from uh, like the hip hop scene. And he was just like, oh, yeah, like I love King of the Dot. And I'm like, man, you you have no idea. I'm like the cameraman. He was like, what? <laughs> and then like all these stories started popping up of like things I've done over like the past 10 years that I never think about. And like, I really like want to thank my neighbor because like every time like I'm like engulfed in something new, like 
I feel like I haven't done nothing with my life and I'm just going <laughs> forward in a way, like trying to grab different things ahead of me, but I'm not like looking back. And I was like, wow, I've done like my boy, uh, my new friend, Dave <laughs> upstairs in the building, uh, who's also like joined the Patreon as well. So if you're listening to this, thank you, Dave, but you made me really appreciate like, and, so, and, and one, one thing, um, I got out of it is like, sometimes you got to take a moment to just kind of look back and be proud of what you made, whether it is. And maybe I can pass this on to you, Katie, before you start making jazz albums and stuff to maybe give idle hands a big listen and just be like, right? yo, we fucking yeah. did this. We did this. And this is sick. And we got a couple music videos and some shows on the way and just kind of sink in. And yeah, yeah I yeah, mean, Katie. I'm not the best at reflecting or being self-congratulatory. I understand that. <laughs> but, but I will say, especially like, well, specifically, how's it all going to end? Every time I've, I have let myself listen to that song, <laughs> there is like a level of detachment that's present. And I kind of feel like, oh my God, I, how did I write this? Like, I don't, I don't even know how this came out of me. So that's, that is kind of cool mm -hmm. to make a piece of work that is clearly yours, but also feels foreign and alien and mysterious in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only mix on the record of mine that I can listen to and enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Are you the like, ones I'm like, fuck, I should have done that. Should have done that. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'll, yeah. How's it all going to end? I think that's the one I, I'm the most proud of too on that round the record. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's and cool. We were talking about this last week too, or earlier this week, I think. Um, I don't belong is like the only purely acoustic song on the record. And I didn't realize until like listening back to it and kind of revisiting it to get ready for shows or whatever, um, how personal that one is. Like normally I try, I try and use like a lot of metaphor and um, for lack of a better term, mystery to try and like hide what I'm really talking about in my songs. And that one is very bare which that that in itself for me at least is like a step forward mm -hmm. and that was a cool performance too because it's a all one take just her playing and singing all in one spot and right like, here yeah actually. right actually yeah, right, <laughs> on the, right on the couch oh amazing yeah um, yeah so it's like i remember capturing that and like we live in an apartment building that's creaky and old and there's like you can hear people moving around and i remember just being like as i was going especially towards the end there's like 10 like maybe there's 10 seconds left and I'm like, just nobody fucking move. Nobody fucking move. Because like you could hear everything with the mics. So you'd hear the creaks and it would ruin it. And so we got lucky on that one. Because I was like, this is the take. This is the take. And it was, yeah. Oh, nice. And nobody moved. Yeah. nobody moved. Nobody moved. Nobody moved. I think it would be even be cool if there was like a little creak or something. I know you guys are a no, little more perfected. No, yeah, no, you know, like, like a there's cute plenty creak, of creaks like on a, the record. A fun creaky floor. This is like stomping. Do you remember the uh, fucking... Yeah the woodpecker we were oh, trying yeah. to record vocals and there was a woodpecker outside and it was, like, <laughs> and it was just a perfect free like you can't use it so we just like well we got to stop till the woodpeckers like that's the because we just recorded it in our place and this is why people pay for studios oh, there they go yeah you might hear it now uh, people moving around <laughs> yeah, anyway so it's like yeah i understand why people use studios because you can't control anything yeah 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 this is the woodpecker doing like a yeah. blast beat i was like <laughs> yeah do I get a gun? No. <laughs> no, no, no. How's it all going to end? Bang.
<laughs> see you buddy there's your resolution yeah exactly <laughs> yeah well it, it's so awesome to like pick your brain about the album and everything i feel like there's uh so many things i could talk to both of you about too even with dan you rocking with the shit bats too like ed the sock just kind of like fucking played your tune on his new yeah, thing that and everything cool that was crazy we're like man like you and i grew up on ed the sock so and like you had him on the podcast, so it's crazy that yeah, we he's all sort of. We've it's had, all full circle. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's some uh, new shit bad stuff coming. I can't talk about it yet, but there's new, uh, things, new things on the way. Exciting, exciting. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, you guys are are absolutely killing it, and uh, um, anything like so you got the you guys the show is coming out right now. Idle Hands is is out as well. Um, yeah. Where can people find that or? Any, anywhere you stream music um yeah it's it's out there just go go take a listen is there a way for them to purchase it as well or is it just streaming or through my band camp i have for somebody who makes websites as like a side living i don't have any of that stuff put together for myself so eventually there'll be a web store that they can purchase it from but for now you can buy it through my band camp Awesome. Awesome. And uh, yeah, Dan, you, you mentioned you got shit bats on the way. Anything else uh, you guys got going on or, I mean, I'm, I'm writing some of my own stuff right now, but I in just... the TV show that you worked on. Oh, well, yeah. Cause I, I was just working on a TV show for the last like six months. So I just starting to get back into playing music, uh, like playing gigs again and stuff. Uh, it's called why the last man it's going to be on FX September 13th or something. They just put the trailer out. Um, so yeah, so I've been kind of away from music a little bit. I still been right. I always sort of write on the, the weekends and stuff, but like we would work like 80 hour weeks. So some, there just wasn't a lot of time. Yeah. So yeah, there's that, but ship bats are, there's some stuff coming in the fall. That'll be exciting. And then, uh, yeah, we got, I can't talk about it yet, but it's going to be good. Yeah, that's awesome. Maybe I'll stop the recording and ask you about uh, some <laughs> other things, but, uh, yeah, Katie, Dan, thanks for uh, hanging out with me once again on this show. You guys are welcome back anytime, anytime you guys make something. And I just selfishly cool. like to hang with both of you. So, yeah, okay, you can, you can come down. Oh, I love and hang out again. I love that. I love that. I actually, I, for people like watching um, on the YouTube version, I actually slept on the couch right there last time <laughs> <laughs> I was down. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, that was, uh, it was good times and yeah, definitely. I, I miss you guys, miss the energy and I'm excited once the world opens again to see you guys do what you do best and mm. everything like that. Um, you guys are very special people in my life and you guys just always a, such a source of inspiration to me. Um, and yeah, just keep kicking ass and uh, keep, keep giving, keep giving me fuel like selfishly. <laughs> you do it too. I just watched your Watchmen uh, interview yesterday actually with the uh, Daniel oh, guy, right? The, oh yeah. 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 It was cool. cool. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. He was, you he know? was awesome. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. And when things open, uh, I'll introduce you to all these characters on my, my show and everything like that. <laughs> so nice. Awesome. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Sleepy Jean and Dan Siri. Like we mentioned, her latest album, Idle Hands, available everywhere right now. And before we go and play the track we talked about, How's It All Gonna End, I gotta first thank 
all you legends on the Patreon. From our co-producer, Jeremy Hopkin of Hopkin Design, to the queen, Ola Mazuka of Sonic Fold, Ryan Watkins of Ryan Radio, Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd, Pat Maloney, Ryan Campbell, Danielson, Drew Stewart, Devin Staple, Mike Ulio, David Kearney, Jared Pepper Bronstein, aka Mr. Spicy, and last but not least, Francis Coffer, aka my mom. Thanks once again. All the support helps me so much. You guys have no idea. And if anybody else wants to support this platform, you can either share this episode or go to patreon.com slash the creative imbalance and you'll get a shout out like everybody else at the end of the episode and I'm going to personally send you a t-shirt. All right. And like we mentioned on this episode, we talked about the song. How's it going to end? And we're going to play that for you right now. Thanks again, everybody. And we'll catch you next time. Yeah.
Admire 